Hello everybody and welcome to the brand new podcast here on the Film Review Central channel. No, it's not a Spartacus Showdown video, you'll be quite surprised to know that. Simple reason being, I've done a lot of Spartacus Showdown videos at the moment. But no, it is time for probably the most special movie review I've ever done. And it's one that I've been so excited to do. Ever since I started a, a, a channel over here on, on, on Anchor, it's, it's one of them... You know, films is one of the franchises which, honestly, it makes me, you know, really, really excited to talk about it. And that is, of course, No Time to Die. The 25th Bond movie, the last film involving Daniel Craig, the first film in six years in all that franchise, which is crazy. It's absolutely mental. But we are going to be talking about it today. It is going to be a non-spoiler review, so sorry to people that have not seen uh, you, you know, obviously the the warning beforehand that it is non-spoiler, but you know, there's a lot of people that have not seen this film yet, and um, you know, that's obviously you know wrong for people to to you know come over here expecting a, a no time to no time to die review and then you know getting spoiled because there is massive massive parts uh, of this film which obviously you know that is very very easily you know, going to be spoiled uh, on social media. I don't want to be part of that group. So that's why this is going to be a non-spoiler review. But obviously, the, the, I like to make my movie reviews a little bit uh, more now intense. Uh, I think that it's so great to obviously talk about movies and talk about big films like this. But, you know, away from the Marvel movies and DC movies, I've not really spoken about a big film yet and a big big film that impacts so many people um like bond and well i think my whole assessment of the bond franchises is is massively different to a lot other people's opinion on the bond franchise and the simple reason being is is that i grew up liking movies liking to watch them but never felt intense to watch them and, and, and reviewed upon this sort of grand scale and the first franchise to me that really made me want to talk about movies made me want to build this channel build film review central as, as a brand obviously you know build up now the podcast and the opportunities i have all stepped down from james bond i repeatedly say on this channel and to everybody that knows me casino royale is my favorite film of all time i absolutely love that movie and i think that's one of the very few movies which is perfect i don't think anybody can really pick a fault with that movie and you know that people feel this exact same way about star wars about star trek uh, about the marvel and superhero movies that, that come out now because a lot of people do feel that that is their franchise to me james bond and I'm, and I'm, you know, really, really excited to, to obviously talk about this movie today and, you know, obviously just get the opportunity to watch it. I watched it in IMAX, which there, this is the second time I've been to IMAX and the first time I was going to see it was a Star Wars movie. And I don't think I'm ever going to go to an IMAX cinema if, it, if it's not a massive, massive movie you have to watch it in. And this is one of them. Um, I think it heightens the experience of the movie. Uh, yeah, this I know this is not an IMAX review of a Bond. You know, I don't want to don't want to do that. But I just think, you know, if the opportunity is there 
take it. It's not going to spoil the experience. It's not going to make the experience any less, you know, awful. And <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to pick and choose what films you go and see IMAX in to really appreciate it. And my God. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not here to talk about the, you know, the effects of Bond and obviously all the 24 movies and sort of how I feel about them. I'm here to talk about, you know, Time to Die. Now, obviously, with the, with the trailers looking at the film, obviously, that's why I can go off very, very easily. It is a Bond movie. It is a James Bond movie. It has so many elements of Bond that had to be in there to be a successful film what i mean by that is is you watch the film and you don't think that this is just an easy film to go and watch it's not it's a one of their movies that i think really celebrates the franchise really celebrates the idea of it and everything that's been built before and, and a lot of people might think that's very very stereotypical a lot of people might say oh well you know they've done this time and time again but i think that's what a bond film has to be and, and and once again like i said they truly appreciate that they appreciate what they're doing with the source material you know now with you know new directors coming in and, and sort of stuff like that yeah but the producers are what really drives the idea of the film who sort of builds it you know up in terms of the of the plot the individual plot of the movie and every element of bond was there that i wanted to see there and i like that i really really do i think there's been times in daniel craig's bonds where you feel like it's such built up and so connected it sort of loses the heart and the spirit of the franchise this brings it back to me this brings it back i'm not sure if it's because of you know the long duration of time that we've last seen a bond movie it's been years since we've seen it so yeah, maybe not that maybe it's obviously that feeling of nostalgia you know that that this character's back on our screens he's back daniel craig which uh, yeah i i'll always say he's a he is an unbelievable bond he's probably the best bond i would say so i mean i really love it so you know to me every element of bond was there and it was an emotional film it was a very special film and I like that. I really, really do. I think it's such an emotional journey that you go on with this character. And obviously, the time. I think what they've done with Daniel Craig's Bonds has been so unique to the others. As, as in the case of where you watch the four Brosnan movies, for example. And you watch GoldenEye. You get the Bond women. You get the, you get the Bond villain. You get all the, the car, the gadgets, MI6. Yeah, brilliant. So that all gets sorted in that film. Next film, Tomorrow Never Dies. Different Bond girls, different Bond villain, different gadgets, same MI6. So, and that's obviously what it is. But for this one, from Casino Royale to this one, it connects. Every element connects to this one, which is obviously now Daniel Craig's last film, where they're thinking, okay, how are we going to end this? And they end it in such a emotional but very very special way they don't leave any thing you know unturned they don't leave anything to be pondering fans questions of they end it on such a beautiful remark that to me i can't recall the last time they ever did that for a bond actor 
is that the Bond actor probably feels must you know happy with how the story's ending. Not we need a new Bond now. He looks too old. You know, his we need to find put somebody new. We need to get control of, of this actor to to sign him. They haven't they haven't done that. Then they, they've let Daniel Craig's stories of film run its course, but it run a beautiful course, but also run a very very well ending. And I was very very pleased to see that. Uh, really pleased, obviously, to see him back. You do watch the film and you do think, yes, if you if I was sitting in the cinema and I knew you were going to do another one, that's when you'd probably be a little bit old. But I I think it was so important for Craig to come back. Because after Spectre, they left it on such a big cliffhanger. I don't think another actor could have come in and really give the heart of what Craig did. And, and his version of Bond, I don't think that could have been replicated by any other actor. I think whoever plays it now or what the next step is for this franchise in terms of the story elements. You know, what they're going to do with, what they're going to do with that, I'm not sure. But I think that it would have been very, very difficult for somebody to come in and go, you need to end what Craig has done. You know, so you need to do that one and then we'll move on to yours. It, it didn't need to work like that. Um, Craig, again, obviously giving it, you know, a great performance. I think this franchise, across many, is one of the very, very few franchises not to really be nominated for an Oscar. And that is surprising to me. The last Bond film that won an Oscar was that wasn't Best Original Song, which I think the uh, the the song in this one by Billy Eilish was I think fantastic. But we'll move on to that in a minute. But the but the the last sort of category that that they won it was in nineteen sixty five, uh, and then again in nineteen sixty six for Goldfinger and Football. That's crazy. That is mental. You know, no no big acting nominations for for any of the Bonds. And I look at Craig's performance, it was absolutely fantastic. But I, I can honestly see that somehow with the state of movies at the moment, and obviously there is such limited films released in, in, in every month, so you have more focus on the big tentpole franchises. Why shouldn't Craig get nominated? I don't think anybody will be angry. I don't think anybody will be mad. I don't think you'll look at this film and think that he'd that this was a weak performance from him, so it, it wasn't deserved. Absolutely not. I think Craig was a fantastic Bond. He has been a fantastic Bond for 15 years. Yes, I'm going to do a ranking of all of his films, which will be on the channel very, very soon, so stay tuned for that. But, you know, obviously there's going to be one that is, is, is low in the pack. You know, but obviously, you know, every film is always positive. It's not... No, none of these Bond movies are ever going to be down be below if you rank all 25. No way. And I think that's really, really cool. Let's move on to the supporting characters then, because I think there were some fantastic supporting characters. In particular, Lashana Lynch. So she plays a new double O in the film. And she is that female representative that Bond franchise had to take because if you watch a lot of action movies now in particular the big franchise movies they lean massively into female you know big characters in franchises and Bond's never had that chance the first chance they've had with this film they've lent into it and they've done it really really well you think 
obviously with uh, the colour of their skin you've you know linking that into it i think they took a massive risk with felix lighter again which we'll move on to in a minute but he obviously coming back i just thought that was yeah really really good choice but they they it was risky making him uh, an actor of colour but I think she absolutely smashed out the park. She she really she gave some really great comedic performance uh, moments in it, uh, which I thought was great. That sort of took her away. I think her chemistry with Bond was really really strong. This film and and have so many positives about her. Obviously, there's there's a lot of people saying about her. Yeah being the new 007 and, and obviously having a female female there which I mean I don't really want to speak about that because I think Bond at the moment is is obviously now not casted so um, you know we don't know who's going to do but nothing's been officially uh, named yet so you know I can't really make a comment about it because I might be here saying yeah yeah go for a female and they don't so I, I think she was great I think she had a great great character uh, really led very very well into it and, and I just thought she was a really great addition she didn't hog the spotlight she didn't take anything away from anybody and I think it was really good uh, the villain let's move on to the villain Robbie Malik and th this was where I, I, I started to sort of have my little issues with the film and I, I, I'm trying to recall in my memory because it's a long time since I've seen another Bond movie where the villain on the where a Bond villain had such a big impact on a film's story, where the direction of the film went, without really being featured on screen. I think you've got to go back to You Only Live Twice with, with Sean Connery with with Blofeld because everything was leading up to him, you know, coming out. Who is this this shady character? And, and then he reveals himself with the cat and. And in his eye and, and sort of stuff like that. That's really the only film I can think of off the top of my head that a character like that and a villain as well look be so central to the plot that they don't have to be on screen a lot. Uh, and hands down, the scene in his house, and that's not a spoiler, but the scene in his in uh, Rami Malik's character's house was was probably. The most captivating scene to watch in the entire film. It was very, very good, very well acted, and Rami Malek was a great choice. If you ever see Mr. Robot or you ever see The Pacific, them characters he plays in them films are very, very dark, very disturbing. He leads into that, so I think it's a great casting choice. Obviously, he gets a mainstream success now with, with films. Obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, you know, at the forefront of that. But I, I thought he was great. I thought he had such a massive effect on the franchise without having to constantly be on screen having constantly you know being against bond i think there was a lot more of an emotional connection uh to bond which we've seen with the villains um over the past time where they've had an emotional connection to one of the main characters rather than a physical one and i think that's that's where craig's bond movies have been very original um so yeah, I I liked Robbie Malik in the film. I don't think I ever had any problems with him. Is he going to be a Bond villain to come back? No, I don't think so. Uh, Leia Sedu, I'm sure I said that name wrong, but but we're going to roll with it anyway. Leia Sedu, who plays Madeline Swan in the film, 
again she was great she was fantastic that character is so multi-layered and heartbroken that i think she's probably the most well-developed and you know built bond woman i i, I think ever and i think that was really cool i think she's again she's a great actress really great casting choice uh you know obviously her connection with bond never felt um you know, out of place or a little bit stereotypical. It was sort of very, very, very cool. The fact that she could never go away from her past. I like that. I like that. And, you know, I will, you know, obviously, you know, watch the, the Craig movies again. And, and, I, and I will watch Spectre again. I think I need to watch that film again just to see, obviously, where her character was originally, what she was like. But she was very different in this one. And, and I like that about that one. I think it brought out... A lot of different character options we've seen, and something completely different. Obviously, then we've also got Ray Fiennes as as M. I have no problem with that. I think Judy Dench was a great M. So obviously, going past her, she had the experience, and, and Ray Fiennes is, is is a great M. I don't think you, know, you can really say much about it. He doesn't have that comedic relationship that uh, Judy Dench did with Daniel Craig. At, at that, that wasn't there but I think if they decided to go that way they'd be like oh you're just copying it so I think he, he's a he he sort of sticks up to him a little bit more I think that's an interesting choice they've not really done that with them they've always had that sort of comedic relationship where Bond has to respect him but doesn't really or you know he, he always looks for, 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 for a, a joke and, and stuff like that that's never really been linked into it uh, Muddy Penny sort of took a back seat she did her job I think it was quite interesting to see in the film her role again no spoilers but her role in the film but, but obviously when you watch the film just, just think about where she is and, and, and what she's doing and every single scene she's in and you'll, you'll know what i mean again little hints and obviously not big ones um ben Whishaw, there for comedy really great cue i really like him he, he brings that light-heartedness to the role yeah him and bond sort of treacherous relationship it, it reminds me of the old Q so I think that was a really really cool uh, and intriguing way of doing it which now sort of moves me on to the comedic moments and I think that was massively down to Phoebe Waller-Bridge her writing is exceptional I think what she's done with this film it, you know massively you know a mainstream project which all eyes are going to be on uh, for at least you know, two months, and, and I think she did really, really well, she brought the comedic moments, but also had to put them serious moments in, she made big decisions with the writing and, and the direction she went for, so I was really, really pleased with, with, with what we saw from, from her, and, you know, her impact on the film, of course, we'll never know what it, what, it, it was like without her, so to speak, it, you know, it, it's always hard to make that comparison, but I think, so looking at this film, it, it was definitely a very, very well representative of her writing style and the way she builds up characters, and I think that was really nice because she she brought her own twist on the characters, which had been, you know, constantly going now for for, for you know for sixty years, which I think is really cool. Like I said, uh, theme song was great. I'm a big, big fan of of Bond theme songs. Uh, I I listen to uh, quite a lot of even the old ones I, I I like I enjoy so Billie Eilish I thought was a great choice her voice really worked with the mood of the film so you know obviously when you go to see it or if you have I think that was a really great connection uh, between 
you know, the you know the franchise. So, uh, yeah, the supporting characters was great. Felix was really good. Uh, Ana Diabas, who plays in a small role, she she was she was memorable. She was really great. So yeah, I I, I look at every character and don't think that there's any one that really stands out. I think Rami Malek's character could have been there on screen a little bit more. But apart from that, I think it was a really, really great movie. And that's why I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'm very harsh with giving out 9s, to be honest with you. I know I've spoke for 20 minutes and complimented the film no, you know, non-stop, but I, I absolutely love the movie. Daniel Craig has been such an incredible James Bond, and you know, 15 years of his life has been dedicated, and he's made five absolutely fantastic films. And you know, that, that will obviously be celebrated when I talk about you know, his own particular films and, and the ranking that I do very, very soon. So that is going to be really cool. So uh, obviously join me for that. that. That podcast is going to be available for you guys to listen to very, very soon. Uh, and that is it for this great uh, movie review. Thank you so much for listening. I I really, really appreciate it. Favourite follow so you never miss any of the uploads. Sorry, I've been a bit... Uh, slow with uploads but i hope you've been enjoying all the spartacus showdown matches recently uh, follow me on instagram well, frc underscore podcast really pleased that you guys uh message and sort of talk to me about films and tv shows which is really cool so i don't know what my next podcast will be about but there was something that you love see you in a bit